on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, Aggie football has been brought to you by Sports Academy and Racquet Club. Your club, your results, your life. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Ford, go further. ARS, clean up, restore, rebuild. And by Stokes, Stokes Trucking. Doing the right thing since 1979. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Boy, a lot to wrap our brain around here on this one. Utah State gets the win, 28-24 at Allegiant Stadium. Postgame show begins now right here on the Zone Sports Network. Discount tires, locations at Logan, Providence, and Smithfield. Discount tire offices services such as oil changes, emissions, alignments, car maintenance, and more. More information is available at webtires.net. Woo! What a game tonight. Oh, man. Do you feel like you, you, you escaped? Do you feel like you earned it? How do you feel right now? Um, so, and I know he didn't come up with the phrase, and I know he's not the most uh, he's not the most popular guy right now, but I remember Urban Meyer saying time and time again, there's no such thing as ugly W's. You always take them. You never complain about them. They're hard to get. They're hard to come by. And when you get one, you celebrate it. Look, you play a lot of golf, right? That little that little box on your scorecard doesn't have a lot of room for, well, I got this, but this happened and this happened and this happened. It just has a little bit of room for your number. And you put that number in it or you put that W in it, and that's it. And you move on and you enjoy it. Wasn't it Matt Wells that told you that? That was a Matt Wells line, yeah. That said, I got a four on that par four. It was, yeah, but it kicked off a tree and (laughs) rolled up onto the green. I really didn't deserve it. And I chipped it in for par. Yep. And I took a four and went to the next hole. You know what? The coaches told us all week long that this is a better than an 0-5 team. Nobody believes you when you're 0-5. But the, the Aggie football team just kept at it. They just stuck with it through all the adversity, through all the mistakes, through all the challenges. They put the ball on the turf five times but didn't give up any of those fumbles. They had the interception in the first quarter that was returned 45 yards that set up a, a touchdown for UNLV. They missed three field goals. They missed. They went for it on fourth down three times and missed it twice, and they just stuck with it, just kept going, just kept playing. I'm not sure what it is about these kids and about this coaching staff that says, don't give in. We, we may make a whole bunch of mistakes, but at the end of the day, we're going to put a four on that scorecard, go to the next hole, and play the next hole. And that's exactly what they did. And they, when they needed it most, the defense gets the interception from Shaq Bond to set up the final scoring drive. The Aggies went 60 yards in seven plays in two, to, two minutes, 11 seconds. Were able to punch it in from El Elian Noah with the draw play on a second and long, which all game long we kept saying, second and long, we're running the draw. Third and long, we're running the draw. What, what are we doing here? But they stuck with it, found the crease. Noah got into the end zone to give the Aggies that, that score. And then Bond again, Shaq comes up with the final play of the game on the interception, which was kind of a controversial one. The ball flipped up in the air. The complete, the catch was not all the way completed all the way through the, the process of the catch. Shaq Bond comes up with the interception. Utah State takes a knee and gets out of Las Vegas with the W. Oh. Uh, yeah, and I think that probably UNLV, um, in all honesty, might have a gripe a little bit on, on that last call, not being, uh, but hey, look, you reviewed it, and there you go. And, and honestly, the officials are way smarter than I am. I don't believe that all the time, but I'm going to give them to it on this one. 
and the official said when he made the call, it's been confirmed by replay officials that it's an interception. I think that's how he made the call. And Utah State was down in the the turnover battle until that, the the fourth quarter when Shaq Bond came up with two interceptions. You got to believe with nine tackles and a couple of picks that Shaq might be your defensive player of the week in the Mountain West Conference. And of course, on the other side, Devin Tompkins with 12 catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns. And of course, you had the local kid, Savon Scarver, who breaks the all-time record for with kickoff return number seven for a touchdown in that first quarter. Those were some of the key players and key plays of the game for Utah State here tonight. That final drive is your Larry H. Miller drive of the game. 60 yards when you needed it most. And uh, by the way, props to the defense. They got two three and outs late in the game to make sure that they were able to give the ball right back to their offense. Offense wasn't able to do it on the second to last drive, but they did on the last drive. Absolutely. And a matter of fact, in the entire second half, they were much better. Uh, Charles Williams was uh, was electric tonight for UNLV. He finishes with 221 yards on 27 carries and three touchdowns. But in the fourth quarter, Efren Bonda made the adjustments and said, you know what, we're going to make Cameron Frill, and then Justin Rogers beat us. And we're going to stop number eight, Charles Rogers. And they did just that to the tune of a couple of three and outs and a couple of turnovers. And the Aggie defense really, in that second half, you have to say, the Aggie defense was the difference. Oh, 100%. I mean, you give up 17 points, what, midway through the first quarter? And you give up one score the rest of the game. Absolutely right. And uh, and then the Aggie offense just kept chipping away, chipping away. They end up the game with, uh, what, 440 yards of total offense, 142 on the ground. Wow, how about that? Yeah. What, they have six at the halftime? Uh, was it 21? I want to say oh, they that's were right. 12 17 carries for 21 yeah. yards in the first half. So they go for 121 in the second half on 46 carries. They just stuck with the running game all the way through the game. They ended up with 3.1 yards per attempt, and Logan Bonner was 21 of 32 for 298, two touchdowns and one interception. They just stuck with it, and it was a special night for number four out there, Shaq Bond. Well, two interceptions for this young man. Shaq Bond, kind enough to join us here on the Aggie postgame show. Two interceptions, including the game-sealing interception. Got to imagine that feels really good when you can end a game with a turnover like that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It feel real great. Uh, Coach told us going into that drive, he was going to end up throwing it deep. They didn't have a choice, so he just, we just had to trust our job and not bite on anything short until we was absolute. Hey, Shaq, maybe talk a, bit, a little bit about the first interception earlier in the quarter where you jumped the out route and were able to get your arms underneath it. What did you see on that one? Um, just middle of the field, rolling with the QB. Just trusting my uh, my coaching from uh, Coach Bond, a great coach. You know, he said this QB isn't a very uh, good throwback across his body. He usually stays to one side once he does commit. So I just trusted that, and I just um, – he, he's a player that likes to make plays, so I just banked on him trying to make a play right there, and I just trusted it. You guys just – there's something about you guys, and <laughs> you just find a way to get it done. I mean, I got to assume no panic on that sideline, none whatsoever, especially – uh, when, when defensively you guys were playing better and the offense just couldn't seem to get it going and, and finish in the red zone, but you guys just, I, I got to imagine, just hung in there and say eventually they're going to get that, uh, that that touchdown to win this thing. Yes, sir. Uh, we always have a respect for offense and defense. You know, some days defense might not be looking too hot or doing too hot, and the offense is picking it up and keeping us in the game, and we get the stops we need. In this game, it was kind of a uh, flip-flop. You know, they they had a slow start. We had a slow start as well. 
um, defense as a whole, we kept us in it, um, and then offense made plays when they needed to, and that's all we can ask for. So Shaq, in, obviously in the first half, uh, and even you know even through the third quarter, Charles Williams, uh, I mean, a, a really good running back. What kind of adjustments were you guys making there, especially in the fourth quarter, to try to bottle up that running game? Yeah, Williams, There, it wasn't really just an adjustment. It's more of just going back to just base information, just base um, technique, wrapping the thigh board, shooting through them, uh, you know, rolling on your back. We, we kind of got out of that in the first couple quarters. He was breaking. He's a great running back. Um, so, you know, you can't just arm tackle him. So uh, the biggest thing we adjusted to, I guess we could say, is just trusting our technique and actually, you know, wrapping and rolling instead of just using our arms. The uh, that, that guy – doesn't seem like a lot of fun to tackle he's a beast he's not the biggest guy but just a very patient runner and I like the fact that as the game went on you guys kind of settled in you didn't panic and you're able to slow him down I thought that was really impressive yeah we always we we said um you know he's gonna get some he's gonna get his uh regardless and we say that about anybody you know you can't just hold anybody to zero anything so we just wanted to get him more than he got us and towards the end of that game we just like i said went back to our technique and we swarmed the ball instead of just you know a couple guys in here and there so you're you're two and one in conference now and four and two overall I, I, I gotta imagine that that locker room was pretty electric as you guys walk out of here with the w regardless of how ugly it might have felt or it might have been, that has to feel awfully good in that locker room. Yeah, it, it definitely felt great. Um, Coach A always tells us, you know, no, uh, ugly win or a, a pretty win is always a great win in a away stadium. So we always take that with a, a grain of salt, and uh, we just go out there and play ball, and we just we just do everything for Coach A, man. He's just a real good coach, and he tell us everything before the game, how it's going to go and what's going to happen. So we just trust in him so much. With all the adversity you guys went through last season, and you were around this team with the, uh, you know, obviously the great 2018 season, you know what a lot of winning can feel like. How good does it feel to be 4-2 and two and, and, again, tied atop the leaderboard on top of the, uh, the Mountain West Conference? It feels real good. Um, like I was telling the team at the beginning of this year, man, I, I felt a, a real good aura, a real good vibe of 2018. I felt exactly how I felt then. Um, and I just told us we just got to trust it and make sure we don't get too big or get too low because it can be a real special year, especially with the players we got. It just it just reminded me too much of 2018 with the people we had in the same exact spots with the same skill set. So we just tried to not, you know, play at a 2018 level, but just to bring that same energy, that same swagger back that we had to, the, um, to Logan, Utah. How, so, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, Shaq, uh, you know, obviously being a, a senior leader back there, you, you, you lose Dom a few weeks ago. Uh, what has been your role now in bringing Hunter, bringing uh, Monte and, and the rest of the crew? What is your role back there now? Yeah, once once Dom went down, um, it wasn't, I won't say, you know, just a big loss, and I won't say it was a little loss because Dom was a very big part of our defense. But we have players behind them that's ready to play as well. But I didn't really have to bring them on. You know, they trusted the process from the beginning. They trusted their role, and, you know, once something pops off, they're going to be ready. And Monte, man, been doing real great at covering. And uh, for him to be back playing football after a couple years. And then Hunter, very smart player, one of the smartest players I've known. So it's been real nice playing with him and learning from him and just picking his brain because he knows what he's talking about, and he just he, he knows defenses. How grateful are you that you don't have to guard uh, Devin Tompkins in the course of a game? <laughs> oh, man, grateful because you should see the battles we got at practice. Uh, <laughs> it'd it be back and forth, man. You know, sometimes you might get a big day. Sometimes you might get beat up that day. So, But I could tell people what, man, and man-to-man, -man, it's, it's, it's very hard to cover this, man.
You guys probably make each other better, I'm sure. Yes, sir. That's all we did. We we was we brothers, man. We we've been playing against each other all summer. All we did was work out for the last couple of summers together. Me, him, and Justin McGriff and Cam Lincoln. We just been boys every day, just working on our craft together. We always said he the best receiver on the best DB. So going against each other always only gonna make us better. So Shaq, one more time on that last play. Uh, you, you see the receiver going down. Michael Anyamu strips at the ball. Uh, it looked like you'd gotten blocked out of the play a little bit, but then you got your eyes around. Uh, is that what happened? You, you finally see the ball kind of pop up, and you're like, I got to get there? Yeah, so once um, once I drove the second post, um, I noticed I didn't get it out, and my body swung around. And uh, my biggest thing was just get back on my feet in case, you know, keep running. And then once I seen the ball tipped up, I didn't see that Mike ripped it out. I just, by the time I looked up, I just seen ball being tipped. And um, my baseball instinct came back to me, man. Just just get the ball. Don't worry about your body. Just end the game. Well, hey, heck of a game tonight. Uh, tremendous effort. Tremendous win. No such thing as ugly Ws, man. Uh, yes, sir. Congratulations on this one. And uh, look forward to seeing Colorado State here real quick. Appreciate you, boss. You got it. Shaq Bond right here on the, <laughs> right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Hope to hear from Savon Scarver coming up a little later on. Devin Tompkins. I have to join us Devin as well. Tompkins ready to go. Devin. All right. We have Devin Tompkins ready to go. Thanks to our good friend Ajay for the heads up on that. Uh, Devin Tompkins, line tonight, 12 catches, 180 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, Devin, kind enough to join us now. Uh, that, that's a heck of a night, Devin. How how crazy you guys just come up with crazy game after crazy game you got to be having a lot of fun with this <laughs> yeah man it's amazing i'm a little mad i didn't get 200 you know i wanted i really <laughs> wanted 200 tonight but i'll take 180 did they alter what they were doing to you um defensively throughout the course of the game uh yeah they started doing a little bracket and, and things of that nature having a safety over top and then having a halfway player um you know to cut me off from going inside but um you know, Logan's a great quarterback, so me and him communicated, and I understood what he saw, and I told him what I saw. So we ended up, you know, just starting to work through that easily. Tell you what, DT, kind of a big deal, this guy. It's amazing to watch it. Where does the, the desire to go up and make the contested catch come from? Um, Really, you know, I've always wanted to be the greatest to ever play the game. You know, that was been my, my uh, number one thing since I first started playing football when I was seven. But, you know, uh, my children, you know, they came into play when I turned uh, – you know, 17 and and 18, and um, to me, every time I see the ball, you know, really is it's an ability like for me to give them a better life, you know, because I don't come from a, a a a background where you know, like my family has like you know has a lot of money, things like that, you know, like we're we're on the you know the lower spectrum of a uh, wealth of of uh, you know living and things of that nature. So it's like I'm playing for a lot more than just me, you know, like I have a whole family, a whole city, you know, kids and. It just the list goes on for the things that I play for. So, you know, I, every ball is just it mean it mean I take it really personally, you know, and it really means a lot to me. I love that statement because, I mean, you're listed at five eight one fifty five. There's a lot of people out there that say there's no way he can high point a ball and bring it down <laughs> over a guy that's six foot. But nine times out of ten, you do just that. And oh yeah. Sometimes it just comes down to what desire and want, and I'm going to want that thing more than the, than the guy I'm up against, right? No doubt. Yeah, that's it, man. It's a, you know, football is more so of, as, as, when it comes to one-on-one man, uh, matchups, you know, it's you uh, imposing your will on that other man. So that's the biggest thing that, I, you know, I really take whenever it's, it comes to man-to-man -man coverage and things of that nature. Talk about your first touchdown tonight. Uh, it looked like a little bit of an out-and-up sort of route, and uh, uh, Logan dropped it in there beautifully. 
Yeah, it was a uh, it was a stop and go. But I just you know I knew the DBs uh, watching film on them. They're really aggressive whenever you know we run stop routes and things of that nature. They want to jump it every time. So I knew if I sold it, you know, nice and smooth, I knew he was going to jump instantly. And as soon as I saw him take that little step to go and bite on it, I just took off out of there. You know, one of the most impressive plays too, and you made a bunch of them tonight. And this, well, it'll show up a little bit in the stat sheet, but and I know UNLV eventually got a touchdown, but you didn't quit on the play. It could have been a pick six, and you ran oh, yeah. the guy down. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, little, little, I, I was talking to Coach Zeffalo. He was like, you're a little DK Metcalf. I was like, no, nah, I'm DT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, Kevin White brought that up. Looked like DK Metcalf. <laughs> yeah. DK may have a few LBs on yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say, they're the same yeah, size. Yeah. They yeah. Look at <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And, and then the, the second one was a little bit of a, a rub route that a little cut to the inside and then back to the out, and you were wide open. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, Justin McGriff said, uh, you know, that play, he, he ran it perfectly. You know, the, he got the nickel tied up with his corner and set a, set a nice rub route for me, and I was just wide open. So, I mean, that's just the chemistry that me and Justin McGriff have. You know, I trust him so much that, like, I already knew it was going to be a touchdown before the play even started. Well, uh, you know, there's so many great things, and I love chatting with you because it, it you learn so much about the game and, and who you are as a person. But this team's 4-2, and two, and you, you've seen the highs and you've seen the lows of Utah State football. I gotta imagine for you personally, you're fired up to see this team four and two and right in the thick of this Mountain West Conference hunt. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, this is um, it's it's like completely opposite from last year. You know, so but I like and I, like you said, I've been here whenever we were fourteen and two, or I mean twelve and two, or ten and two. Sorry, ten and two, and then I've been here when we were, you know, one and five. So it's like I've seen you know seeing both sides of it and then seeing where we are now. You know, going through th three different head coaches since I've been here. It's just, you know, there's just been so much adversity around this place. And then the way that Coach Anderson, you know, he's just bringing us all together and really getting us to just trust, like, what it is, you know, he's bringing. And we still have yet to play our best football, you know. So it's just it's every week, you know, we just get one degree better every day, every play, everything, you know. So I'm curious, DT, as, as they start to bracket you and they, they kind of cloud over the top and, and uh, on that last drive, it's your mate out there, Derek Wright, who makes a couple of big catches. Oh, yeah. At, so I think you're affecting the game in lots of different ways, even when you're not getting the football. Is that something that you talk about and you prepare for? Um, no, not really. You know, uh, I, I, now that you say that, you know, Coach Tech's never really, or Coach Cephalo, they've never really been like, oh, DT, like, you know, prepare for, you know, different, like, this coverage and things of that nature. Because at the end of the day, we have weapons all over the field, you know, and it's like you have to respect every last player out there from me, Justin McGriff, Brandon Bolin, Derek Wright, you know, and then when Kyle Van Leeuwen gets out there, Kyle, we have so many weapons on the on the perimeter, you know, you can't just account for me. And if they do do that, you know, that opens up big plays for, like, Derek Wright and Brandon Bolin, you know. So that's just if, – if, you know, if that's my role, then I, I'm all for it. You know, it's funny. Kevin and I, we you know, Kevin played the game at the collegiate level. I was a schlub in high school, so I never got to play <laughs> at that level. But – there's something about the calmness that you have. We saw it against Washington State. We saw it against Air Force. We saw it tonight. 60 yards. You guys are on the huddle. You know this is it. We got to punch it through. What are those conversations like for people that don't get to experience that at the level that you guys get to play at? What's it like? What are those conversations like? Because more often than not, you guys continue to get it done. Um, the biggest thing is, you know, we trust our training. Like whatever, it, whenever it comes to – you know, those situations, we trust our training. And we also, you know, Coach, Tuck, uh, Coach Tucker used this um, term at the beginning of the season, you know, was poised. Just always stay poised no matter what happens. You know, never get too high, never get too low. Just stay consistent. And, you know, that poise, like actually having, like, you know, Logan Bonner back there, you know, he has so much poise and he's just so calm. And he'll look, you know, he just – he just, it's, it's, it's comfortable to have him back there, you know. And 
we can operate down the field because he sees what we see, you know, and he's going to make the right reason. And we got great, we got great running backs who going who gonna to make plays happen and stuff. So it's just, you know, all around, I guess it's just poise everywhere, you know, just stay calm, stay in the moment, and let's play ball. Hey, appreciate it. Congratulations on another great game. Thank you so much. You guys have a great night. You got it. Won't be as good a night as uh, the one they're going to have. Special kid. That special kid. That really is. Um, there you go, Devin Tompkins. Savon Scarver is going to join us coming up here in just a moment. We'll hear from him as Utah State comes to Las Vegas. Roll some sixes. <laughs> Hit a 21. And off we go. And Savon Scarver got it all started. All right, Savon's kind enough to join us. All right, so Savon, I know you've been dying to return one all year long. Uh, you've had a couple of opportunities, but most guys are going away from you. You've been up against some kickers that can really boom it out of the back of the end zone. But this week in prepping, and I know you saw this too, this guy had 20 kickoffs. None of them were touchbacks. When you saw that and you read that and you did some film, did you feel like this was going to be the one, this is going to be the game where you're going to get that seven? Oh, yeah, definitely. All week, you know, Coach Premsky, uh told me, and I watched film that uh, and seeing that the dude was just really just kicking them and it was landing either on the goal line or up five yards from the goal line. So, you know, it's been really, really, really tough for me because, you know, like you said, people have been kicking it out of bounds and it's just been a lot of touchbacks. So this week we was working hard at it and I just trusted my guys out there on the field and we made it happen finally. And how special, Savon, was it to do it in your hometown? Oh, man, just to be all around my friends and family and my teammates. Uh, it, it's just a, a blessing at the end of the day, you know, because we put in the work all throughout the weeks. And just to make, like, the work that we put in matter, and it just feels like I'm on top of the world. Feels like 2017, you had the big, what, 75, 80-yard touchdown catch from Jordan Love. You were a true freshman. And uh, it, it's, been a, it's been a crazy four years for you, hasn't it? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I remember that like it was yesterday. Every time I come back to Vegas, I always think about that. So uh, was that uh, was that return, was it something that you guys had game plan for? It was a, I believe you kind of came to the middle and then you broke it to the left-hand side. Is that is that your best return option right there? Honestly, whatever Coach Perimsky draws up, that's that's the best option because I trust him and I touch I trust all the coaching staff and all the ten other dudes out there on the field to make that uh, play work. So, you know, whatever he gives us, we try to perfect it to the best of our ability. Are you still surprised when people kick it off to you because they they still kept giving you a couple before even after that return? Oh yeah, definitely. I felt a little disrespected, so I just had to make a <laughs> statement. I had to make a statement for him, but you know. Um, like well, I always say, it's always uh, me talking about them 10 other dudes because without them, I wouldn't be anywhere that I am. Yeah, I mean, you got a 40-yarder later in the game, so you're exactly right. What what does it mean to you to now have your name in the record books? Oh, it means a lot. You know, I didn't get here by myself. And it's a blessing to be up there, but, you know, it's, it's, it's not over yet. We still got, what, six more games left. Uh, plus bowl game, plus Mountain West Championship coming. <laughs> so uh, we're not done yet. You know, it's 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 all nice to be in the in the record book, but you know, um, I really just am thankful for the dudes doing their job, so I can be able to be in the record book because it's not just one person. You know, so yeah. take eleven. Savon, really appreciate it, man. Congratulations on the record. Congratulations on doing it here in front of in your hometown, in front of your friends and family. It means a lot, man. Congrats. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. You got it.
save on Scarver. And uh, I believe we're going to have a uh, coach here in just a moment, too. What a, what a night. And, you know, a special opportunity there for Savon. We wondered if, if he would ever get the opportunity. He started to get healthy, and uh, and he got his first opportunity right there on that, that first kick, and then he took it to the house. We talked about it this morning with Coach, and uh, they thought they might be able to get something, and sure enough, they got it. Coach, you mentioned it this morning, Coach Blake Anderson uh, joining us, that this might be the game where Savon gets it. And uh, when you see him fill that thing at the one and you see the blocking start to set up, I mean, you almost beat him down the field. You showed that uh, four or five speed too down the sideline. <laughs> well, I told him. I told him uh, before we got here. I said, "Dude, you're you're taking one to the house," and I said, "I'm going to beat you to the end zone." Um, <laughs> but I decided I didn't want to get a 15-yard penalty, so I stopped. But uh, you know, we we felt good about it coming in. You know, they they they've obviously not been able to kick touchbacks. I was a little surprised that they tested us to see if we could you know set something up for him because everybody knows how good he is. Um, they they clearly obviously got away from it later in the game and started sky kicking the ball. But when when they kicked it, I was like, here we go, a good scheme. We'd be kind of preparing for it for a few weeks, uh, knowing that we'd get an opportunity when we played them, uh, just with their kicking situation. And got to give everybody credit because there's a big pile in middle field and no 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 yellow flags. I mean, that's what, I was holding my breath looking for a yellow flag to be truthful. Hey, coach, it, uh, you get the the go ahead score, and I, I want to come back and, and talk a little bit about your you know. Again, the kids just kept kept at it. But I, I looked at Scotty after Leon goes in, and I, I said, how's your heart? And Scotty said, well, this is what cardiac arrest feels like. <laughs> how, how, how's your heart doing? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm spent. They're <laughs> <laughs> killing me. I love them. I love them to death. But, man, we don't do anything easy at all. We we, we did so many things wrong tonight. But And it's, it's crazy in the locker room. There wasn't any dancing. There wasn't any music going on. There was—I mean, they—they they knew it. They were relieved that we won, excited that we run, won, but it was—it was—it was super quiet in the locker room. And I'm like, I brought them up, and I said, I, "Number one, you need to be excited. We won. It's hard to win on the road against anybody. I don't care what their record is. That's—that's that's still a good football team. Yeah. They are going to get their wins at some point. They're big. They—they they run the ball well. They're really well built up front on the D line. I mean, it's coming for them. It just hadn't happened yet. But, uh, but you could tell that our guys, you know, they're frustrated. They know we didn't play great. And uh, so it was mixed emotions in the locker room. And I love that about our team, that they they realize, man, we can play better. And coach, we're stressing you out. But uh, they keep working. So, I mean, that's that's what you want the locker room to be like. I, I don't want to go in there and at all giddy and bouncing around like, like we just went out and played a great game because we didn't. Uh, I, I, I want them excited that we found a way but also very honest with our assessments of how we played, and, and that's what you feel out of these guys right now, and that gives us a chance to get better. You give up 17 points really early on in this game and then hold to a seven the rest of the way and, and got two three and outs to give your offense two opportunities, unable to get points on that second to last drive, but you get the touchdown on the, on the, on the final drive. And we talked a little bit at halftime. It kind of felt like the defense was starting to figure things out after getting gashed there in the first quarter. Yeah, we, we were out of gap on the big run play and just flat didn't do what we're supposed to do. And, and we fixed it and started doing a better job of that as the game went on. We did not tackle well in the first half especially. I thought we were a little sluggish, you know, a little heavy-legged coming out of the open week. Um, I mean, that's always a concern that, that you know, it's going to take you a little while to kind of get your legs back underneath you after two weeks, and, and, and we did a little bit. But man, I'm so so proud of how they how they played in the second half, and 
and the turnovers that we created and the pressure we created on the quarterback and even some big tackles in open field when we had to have them. So, yeah, super proud of how they, they kept us in it until the offense was able to get something going. You know, you, you talked about a coach, uh, you know, you, you, you miss it on two fourth down conversions, including the one right at the goal line, the, the fumbled snap. You put the ball on the turf five times. You, you had penalties that knocked you out of field goal range. You missed three field goals, but you still found a way. I mean, there, that's got to be gratifying to, to, to be able to just stick with it enough to say whatever it takes. It's gratifying to know we got to win. Nothing else that you just rattled off is gratifying at all. <laughs> I, it's just gut-wrenching that we played and we can't kick a field goal. You know, we can't make it on fourth and a half a yard. Um, you know, we, we fumbled the snap. It just, you name it, it, it was, there was a lot. that. But um, the thing that, that makes you proud is, and, and I know you can't see it on TV and you definitely can't see it on radio, um, is our guy's attitude on the sideline. There's, there's never guys pointing fingers and griping and, you know, blaming anybody. They just keep pulling. They just keep believing and keep pulling. And we're sitting here now with, you know, four wins where at any point it looks like, you know, it could be over and the guys just keep keep playing. So I, I'm super, super proud of that. And, and that's something that's something that's getting us through. Maybe one day along the way we'll start playing good ball to go with it. You know, you can win wire to wire. I mean, that, that is an option for you guys. <laughs> yeah, apparently it is not. I mean, it's the first time we've had the lead in the first half, I think. Yeah. I, I mean, today, right? Yeah. I it so. didn't last long either. I mean, it was it was short-lived, but if I'm not mistaken, that's the first time we've had the lead in the first half. We just cannot get out of our own way at times, and we're going to keep battling and keep getting better. Short week with a good football team coming in this week, so uh, hopefully hopefully this Friday we'll play a complete game. You know, hopefully this Friday we'll put it all together. And all four wins, you've had double-digit deficits, and you've been able to overcome it. It's amazing. I do have a question for you on uh, your philosophy you were in second and long a lot. And we talked earlier this morning about doing a little bit better on first down. Obviously, that didn't transpire as much tonight again. Your philosophy on second and long, uh, where you run the ball quite often, is that because you've got them spread out and you've got fewer players in the box? And so that that's the smart call there? Or what's the philosophy there? Yeah, just don't panic. I mean, they're dropping eight, playing with four and five guys in the box. And, you know, and we, we end up popping some big runs in those situations. Now, obviously – when you hand it off and it doesn't go anywhere and everybody boos and like, why didn't you throw it? But you, you got to be smart too. You got to be patient. And, and it wasn't pretty most of the night, but we got a couple of huge runs when we absolutely had. And you look right there to be able to run the ball in from the 12 or whatever yard line is. I mean, that's not a given by any means. And uh, to be able to get the big run on a third down. So you, you can't just abandon it. It is much harder to run the ball than we'd like it to be right now. We're a little beat up up front. And, and I think – you know that's that is obviously creating some issues for us too, and they're really well built up front. Yeah. We knew that their strength was their D line, um, so we're gonna we're gonna look at it and see where we can make some adjustments. But but a lot of it's just got to do with how they're playing us, and we have to get better at executing in those situations. Well, I don't know if this came from Doug Hoffman or Ajay, who's uh, just standing there next to you. But Ajay just sent this out in 2013 under your buddy Matt Wells. Utah State lost to BYU and Boise State in back-to-back home games. They would then run the table and make it to the Mountain West Conference Championship would not lose another game, including winning at UNLV 28-24. <laughs> How about that? Well, so, did it, I'd take, I'd take there's, that there's one. <laughs> I'd take that one if we get it done. At, at the rate we're going, if I can survive it, 
I mean, if my heart doesn't give out between now and then, I don't know. So, you know, we're not even – we're just talking about the next one. And, yeah, I, and I, I would love for that to be the result. But we're just talking about the next one, and it'll be all we want come Friday night. So hopefully, if the fans are listening, pack it out and let's get crazy. Let's make it hard for them to hear. And uh, our guys, I promise you'll play hard for 60. You know, Coach, I, I looked at Scotty at the very end, and uh, there was an old phrase by somebody that uh, was dear to this franchise, uh, the professional franchise here in Las Vegas, that said, just win, baby. That, <laughs> that was Al Davis yeah. who said that. And uh, yeah. so we kind of talked about that at the end. And, uh, you know, you kind of feel that way here tonight. Just great job sticking with it and getting the W tonight. Congrats, yeah, Coach. Kids, kids deserve oh, it, man. The kids deserve it. They, just, they don't quit, man. They just keep playing and keep fighting. So, uh Super proud of the guys. Appreciate it, guys. You're the best. Thanks. That's Blake Anderson, head coach at Utah State. Aggies get it done 28-24. We'll continue on with your postgame show. But as we go to break, here's the story of tonight's game as we run it back, a crazy game here at Allegiant Field. Rewind. It's time to run it back. This is your Aggie game recap. He's got six career touchdowns on kickoff returns. Does he get a shot here tonight? Gutierrez has yet to put one in the back of the end zone. And this one, Scarver will take at the goal line. Here we go. To the 10, 15, has some field. To the 25, bounces the outside. Here we go. Savon Scarver is going to go the distance. 15, 10, 5. There's that man. Holy smokes. Savon Scarver takes it 99 yards for the touchdown. Only a three-man front. They fake the handoff. Looking to throw, looking deep, wide open on the far sideline, caught! Yes, sir! Utah State touchdown! Devin Tompkins and the Aggies get on the board here in the second quarter. Pressure needs to get rid of it, looking for DT. Goes and brings it down at the 50-yard line, goes to the 44. DT, Mr. Highlight Reel, climbs the ladder, rips it down in a huge game. Holy cow! Bonner rolls left, wide open, Devin Tompkins. That is a Utah State touchdown. DT has two on the board today. Three receivers in the far, Noah stays in a running back. One receiver in the near, it's Derek Wright, who's been great on this drive. They'll hand off to Noah. Noah to the five, Noah into the end zone. And that is a Utah State touchdown. At the further review, replay has confirmed the call on the field of the interception. Whoa! It's Bruno over, folks. Hey, it's over. Utah State's going to win this game. Victory formation never was quite as sweet as it is right now. Wow. Logan Bonner takes the knee, and this one is over. Utah State, Viva Las Vegas, baby. The Aggies come to Allegiant Field and walk out of here with a W. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't clean. It doesn't matter. W for the Aggies. Final score, 28-24, and the Aggies get their fourth win of the season. What a game tonight. Utah State gets it done, 28-24. And remember, at Siegfried and Jensen, they can help you if you've been injured in an auto accident. They've been handling injury cases and only injury cases for over 30 years. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you need and deserve an experienced law firm in your corner. They are here to help you. Well, a lot of people with some big moments tonight. Utah State final 28-24 at Allegiant Stadium. And uh, the Aggies able to escape Las Vegas. They are like Nick Cage leaving Las Vegas not to return for another four years. That's true. Now, 
they will come to Logan next year. Correct. Yes. Correct. So we'll see these folks uh, again. And, and Marcus hey, Arroyo's got a good group going. Marcus Arroyo's got this thing heading in the right direction. Yeah. I know they're 0-6, and he hasn't won a game here, but they're going to be they're going to win a couple games this year. They, they play hard. They play awfully hard, and they've got some talent, and they've got some size and skill. Uh, you know, just a, a, a little bit of uh, of inexperience at the quarterback position, but they've got other pieces that are that are pretty darn good. And I thought that uh, UNLV de- defense played very, very well tonight for the most part. But to give Utah State credit, uh, as many mistakes as they made, and you just think about it, the, you're going in for a, a, a touchdown and you fumble at the two-yard line on fourth down. You, you get two fourth down stops. You miss three field goals. You get uh, two holding penalties and, and knock yourself out of field goal range. You, you just mistake after mistake, yet they stuck with it. And it's something that's different about this crew that even when they're making the mistakes, they put it behind them and they move on and they just keep going until they finally find a way. And we've seen it now four times at a 4-2 and two record and all four victories have come after being down by double digits. Every single one of them. And again tonight, getting down 17-7 in the first quarter. But give that Ephraim Bonda defense a lot of credit as well. And Charles Williams, who finished the night with 221 yards on 27 carries and three touchdowns. But really, in the fourth quarter, he was bottled up by this Ephraim Bonda-led defense. And uh, they made the adjustments. They said, all right, we're going to stack the box. We're going to make Cameron Frill or Justin Rogers beat us with their arm. And they were unable to do so. And the Aggie defense was able to get the offense enough touches, enough opportunities to where they finally could punch it in with just 30 seconds to go after a 60-yard nine-play drive. And it was on a second and 10 on the draw play to Alelia Noah after you and I have been talking about it all night long. Why are we running it on second and long, third and long? Well, they stuck with it, and Alelia Noah then punched it in. And by the way, Noah finished with seven carries for 37 yards in that touchdown. And the Aggies, after going for only 21 yards rushing in the first half, finished with 142, and they finished with 440 yards of total offense here tonight. Fun one tonight. Utah State gets it done and improves to 4-2 and two on the season. Hey, Valley Office Systems has been a proud partner of Utah State Athletics for eight years. See valleyofficesystems.com for all your copy, print, scan, and furniture needs. All right, final segment next. We'll wrap this thing up and uh, get you on your way. We'll be back uh, to Logan. Coach's show on Tuesday, game on Friday. But we'll hand out some awards and uh, put a nice little tidy bow on this when we come back. You're listening to Aggie Football from Learfield. Final 28-24, Utah State holds on and gets the W. Hey, you want to know what's really scary, seeing how much you could have saved by switching to GEICO. They make it easy to bundle your home, car, boat, cycle, or RV insurance. Save even more. No fortune tellers needed. Visit GEICO.com and see if saving money is in your future. Happy GEICO-ween. All right. Time for our Everlight Solar Player of the Game. Got DT, got Shaq Bond with two interceptions. Got Logan Bonner, who was out there dealing tonight. Savon Scarver with the kickoff return. You got a lot of people to choose from. I'm going to let you decide so you can be Mr. Unpopular with everybody. <laughs> yeah, can we can we end up multiple, or does it have to be just oh, one? Oh, no, like uh, what, Washington State, everybody. Got <laughs> everybody, everybody gets the, yeah. the game ball. Well, and Cash Gilliam with seven tackles. Hunter Reynolds with a big sack there at the end and seven tackles. A lot of contributions across the board. But I just have to say, Scotty, that – there's something special about Devin Tompkins. Yeah, I think you're seeing something 
kind of in the era of Aaron Jones and Kevin Curtis, you know, a dominating wide receiver exactly. that we haven't seen at Utah State in quite some time. And even when you look at it, he finishes with 12 catches for 180 yards and two touchdowns. But he impacts the game in other ways because what did they have to do in the, the, the second half? They had to bracket cover. So on the final drive of the, of the game, Utah State, they go away from Devin Tompkins because he's got the double coverage. They come back to Derek Wright. And so it much like a great basketball player who causes, you know, mismatches and then frees up his teammates, same thing happened here tonight with Devin Tompkins, and he allows his teammates to get in, engaged in the game as well. So for me, 12 catches, 180 yards, two touchdowns, Devin Tompkins for me, player of the game. Yeah, hard to disagree with you on that one. I thought he was just fantastic in this game tonight. And, uh, and, and you just can't help but hear that guy's story and just love why he is who he is. And, and who he represents and why he plays the game and why he plays the game as well as he does. And i got to believe that he's putting himself into a position where maybe he can play the next level. Hey, I'm, I'm not, not going to count I'm him I'm not out. doubting him. Yeah, for sure. He's only 5'8 and a buck 55, but I've never seen anybody that size go after the football yeah. and make the contested catches like he does. Look, you know, there's been a lot of guys that have played that slot. Look at all the slot receivers that have gone through New England. I mean, I, I, I think Josh McDaniels would – Find his spot for him pretty easy. Got a Wes Welker or a yeah. Damondola or, or Julian Edelman position out there for Devin Tompkins for sure. All right, big thanks to Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Check them out at stokestrucking.com, and I know those guys are fired up to load up the truck and uh, get on home back to Logan, and uh, we are as well. So big thanks to Ajay, who uh, makes several trips up and down this massive stadium. Big thanks to Eric Jensen back in studio and Kevin Every week, man, it seems like there's something new, but this team finds a way to get it done. Well, I think our hearts are strengthening each week because yeah. we're getting stretched every single week by this team. The cardiac kids are, are making our heart palpitate over and over again. Who needs a uh, who needs a treadmill when you can uh, call a Utah State game? There are built-in defibrillator right here, the Utah yep. State Aggie 2021 football team. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, quick turnaround. Remember, coaches show on Tuesday, and then on Friday – is Utah State, Colorado State, and you heard Coach say, look, this team's 4-2. and two. They deserve a packed stadium. It's Friday night. Get out there. Support these guys. They deserve it. And Colorado State's 2-0 and oh in the league. This is a big-time football game for homecoming. So, Aggie fans, get out there Friday night and show your support. This team deserves it. That wraps it up for us. Big thanks to everyone who listened. Big thanks to everyone who helped us out on the broadcast tonight. Uh, we will see you back in Logan on Tuesday for the Coaches Show and Friday for Utah State and Colorado State. Get those tickets now at utahstateaggies.com. That wraps it up for us. We're out, leaving Las Vegas, splitting tens and getting the heck out of Dodge. It's all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. It's time to run it back. This is your Aggie game recap. He's got six career touchdowns on kickoff returns. Does he get a shot here tonight? Gutierrez has yet to put one in the back of the end zone. And this one, Scarver will take at the goal line. Here we go. To the 10, 15, has some field. To the 25, bounces the outside. Here we go. Savon Scarver is going to go the distance. 15, 10, 5. There's that man. Holy smokes. Savon Scarver takes it 99 yards for the touchdown. Only a three-man front. They fake the handoff. Looking to throw, looking deep, wide open on the far sideline. Caught. Yes, sir. Utah State touchdown. Devin Tompkins and the Aggies get on the board here in the second quarter. Pressure needs to get rid of it. Looking for DT. Goes and brings it down at the 50-yard line. Goes to the 44. 
DT, Mr. Highlight Reel, climbs the ladder, rips it down in a huge gain. Holy cow! Bonner rolls left, wide open, Devin Tompkins! That is a Utah State touchdown, DT! Has two on the board today. Three receivers in the far. Noah stays in a running back. One receiver in the near. It's Derek Wright. He's been great on this drive. They'll hand off to Noah. Noah to the five. Noah into the end zone. And that is a Utah State touchdown. At the further review, replay has confirmed the call on the field of the interception. Whoa. It's Here over, folks. Hey, it's over. Utah State's going to win this game. Victory formation never was quite as sweet as it is right now. Wow. Logan Bonner takes the knee, and this one is over. Utah State, Viva Las Vegas, baby. The Aggies come to Allegiant Field and walk out of here with a W. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't clean. It doesn't matter. W for the Aggies. Final score, 28-24, and the Aggies get their fourth win of the season.